0: Welcome back to the Dad and Son DC Sports Smack Talk. This is episode nine, a very special episode because today we have our first special guest. And uh, you all will get to hear that interview later on in the episode. We're definitely excited about it. Yep. But we're going to start off with some Maryland basketball. What do you have to say? Well, it's big news. special news this week.
1: Yep. So, University of Maryland has hired a new. Men's basketball coach, Kevin Willard, 46 years old. Oh, just look at that. Same birthday as I, myself, and me.
0: You're older than him.
1: I am older than him. Thanks for pointing that out. He is a 46-year-old college basketball coach who spent 12 years at Seton Hall, compiled a 225 and 161 record during that time period, What really sticks out in my mind um, is, you know, he's been in the tournament six of the last seven years. Um, Pretty solid, in my opinion. Um, He's getting a, check this out, Dylan, a seven-year, $27.9 million contract. Do you know how that
0: compares to other Big Ten coaches? So you put me on the spot, D. I don't. You look it up. She'll I'll have to it look it up.
1: But i say it's pretty solid. I think he's making more than Turgeon was making. Oh, wow. So I don't know how that compares to some of the other guys in the Big Ten. Um, but um,
0: any thoughts you have on this hiring? Kind of a big deal? Um, I don't know. I don't really like it. I'm looking at his past records for Seton Hall, That nothing mm-hmm. really special going on. A lot of first-round exits in the tournament. Nothing... Nothing special. And then coming, that's from Seton Hall to a Big Ten school. And I don't know how to feel well, about
1: that. Well, Seton Hall is in the Big East. Yeah. I so mean. that's a pretty big um, conference as well. Um, I mean, it's not as big as the Big Ten. <clears throat> you know, he's consistently making the tournament. Uh, he's won 20 games pretty consistently since 2015. I think it's pretty solid. You know, time will tell um, how it'll, how it'll play out. Um, the real big thing with, with Kevin Willard and Turgeon before Kevin Willard is that the two of them are living up to the living legend, Gary Williams. That's the tough part. That's the shoes they're trying to fill, you know, for lack of better words, Gary Williams is really Maryland's version of coach K. I mean, he's the best coach we've had. I mean, I'm old enough to remember lefty Drizell, who was another great coach, but you know, Gary Williams won a championship. Uh, solid coach, loved by the fan base. They named the court after him. And it's tough for another coach to come in and kind of fill those shoes because Gary really elevated the, the, um, the program quite a bit, winning the championship and being consistently good. So, you know, he's got some shoes to fill. Turgeon, you know, Turgeon had uh, some success, but in the end he petered
0: out and you just got to hope this guy's the right hire. I don't think Turgeon had any success. <laughs> he didn't? He brought in a few recruits, and they went to the Sweet 16 a few times. Well, they, pro- really they probably
1: would have had their best success in 2020 when they canceled the tournament. That's true. It would have been a two or three seed. You know, They might have had a shot to go deep that year. They had a pretty solid squad then. Yep. Right? So, you know, we'll see what happens. You have to hopefully be excited for it, being a Terps fan. Um, at least they've made a higher... Got to go out and be able to recruit in the DC area, and we'll just you know see what happens. They got to get back to the tournament, yep. right? I mean, they should be a top. A, uh, they should be a team that should consistently make the tournament. Yes, right. They D? should be right. So, really, speaking of the tournament, well, obviously, it's
0: what Dylan. March Madness. It is March Madness, which yep. is
1: solid. It's, it's, as we've mentioned in the past, what it's the
0: greatest sporting event.
1: Yes, it really is. It's so phenomenal. It's about the
0: Olympics. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's just so exciting to watch. Um, you know, we are down to the Sweet 16. Um, there's four lower seeds that are still alive. Well, it depends how you look at it. Well, yeah, pretty much there's four lower seeds. Um, and what. This is what jumps out at me. So there's four teams that are eight seed or lower: North Carolina, Miami, Michigan. Those are all big schools with big programs and big conferences, right? They're lower seeds, but you know those are teams you would expect to possibly make a move, right? Yeah. In the tournament, and then there's who?
0: Saint Peter's University. Saint Peter's University, right? What do you think about Saint Peter's Big D? I think it's great. I think it's awesome uh, what they're doing. Going to the Sweet 16. I honestly think, why not go all the way? Why not go to the Final Four? Um, they have so... Like, compared to Kentucky, which is an SEC school, mm. they only have 3,000 students. Yes. It's and, crazy. Kentucky has, like, what, 30,000? It's I'm crazy. Well, I did sure. a
1: comparison. So they're playing Purdue in the Sweet 16. And St. Peter's is a... School is has a student body of three thousand five hundred fifty three students. Purdue has over forty nine thousand students. Think That's about That's insane. That. It's total insanity. They have a thirty seven million dollar endowment, which sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. Guess how big Purdue is. Just take a wild guess. Hundred million. Two point five nine billion with a B.
0: Their basketball
1: program? Well, the endowment for the school. So how much money, I guess. I guess that's what that
0: means. Yeah.
1: It's like the amount of money that they have put aside for the school. Yep. I mean, it's just, there's no comparison to it, right? Yeah. I mean, the dude with the mustache, I mean, he's classic. Yep. The mustache or lack thereof. I couldn't even tell you his name, but I know he's got. Doug. Doug. I don't know his last name. Doug with the mustache. We'll just go with that. You can look him up right now. Doug with him. We'll just call him Doug with the mustache. Yeah, he's pretty popular. Pretty popular. I mean, he's gonna be a living legend at St. Peter's University. He's a living legend outside of St. Peter's University. Right. Yeah. And just some, uh, we pulled up some interesting things about him that we found out about St. Peter's, which makes it even more crazy. Yep. What? What is that?
0: Do you want to ask me?
1: Or do you want me to say? I want you to say I feel like I'm, on got, New Year's I'm kind of Day, parched. I've been talking too much.
0: On New Year's Day, they were three and six. So there weren't no powerhouse in this conference. They were undefeated all year. There were three and six. Can you
1: imagine that? Just yep. imagine that for a second. They were three and six. It's bad. In a in a poo poo conference.
0: Yep. Um what's it say five weeks ago in the little gym in New Jersey, Jersey City. You're reading it word for word, word you for gotta word.
1: improvise, Dylan.
0: Um, they lost to a school <laughs> named Ryder. Never heard of it. Never heard of them. Sorry, uh, Riders. To students. fall to eleven and nine. But the tenants a- the attendance in the stadium. You get this. Five hundred and seventy one people were there. That's it. That's it. That's it. And that was probably a good chunk. That was probably a
1: good size crowd for them.
0: Yeah, if you look at their right? stadium. I mean
1: there's only
0: thirty three hundred students. Yep.
1: It's totally crazy. You yep. can have that at a high school game any day of the week, probably. Yep. It's so crazy. You know, they were swept by Sienna. I mean, the point being is that they weren't very good. What conference are they in? Oh, it's like the Mid-Atlantic Athletic Conference or something like that. That's not it. Honestly, the craziest thing I read about them is that apparently, according to some donk on ESPN, that Kentucky, who they beat in the first round, is this a good source, uh, Pete Thamel? I've never heard of him, but no. Pete Thamel.
0: Okay, doesn't right.
1: matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. Someone reported it. I'm sure it's a good enough source. That Kentucky, the team they beat in round one, has four assistants, not head coach assistants, on their squad, men's basketball squad that makes more money, has a higher paid salary. Then Saint Peter's coach Shaheen Holloway? Shaheen?
0: Did you look up Shaheen Holloway's salary? It's not that good. What is it? I don't know. Should I look it up? I thought I thought you said you did all the
1: research. I thought you looked it up. I think that's (laughs) that's pretty solid research, isn't it? Yeah, but we gotta know a number amount. All right. I'm gonna guess that it's not very high.
0: Probably we might not like
1: be able to find it. I don't know, but I can try. Four hundred thousand
0: dollars is my you guess. Wanna, you want to
1: you want to steer the
0: show for a minute while I try to find it? I don't know what to talk about, but sure. <laughs> is just it look it up. Look it up now. You might fall asleep. You're wasting time. <laughs> um, you were grilling me about what? this. <laughs> I'm just saying. Shaheen right, Holloway. Halloway. We're looking it we up be right be now. Playing uh, music. Just no. Just go. All right, Shaheen Holloway salary.
1: Google's the greatest thing ever.
0: You typed in salary room. Wow.
1: That's crazy.
0: Two, Go ahead, Dylan. $266,000. You know, since I did all the work. $266,000. <laughs> that's it.
1: Now, that's a, that's a nice salary. I yep, mean, hey, yeah, if you're a regular person, donkey do, and you make that, that's pretty solid. Yep. But for a men's basketball coach and college basketball...
0: Nah, that's, that is pretty That's got to be one of the lowest in Division gotta 1.
1: Be. It's got to be. It's pretty crazy.
0: Yep. So they
1: have four assistants on Kentucky that make more than that.
0: Yep. That's just
1: it's hard to wrap my head now, around
0: that. I want to say there's probably got to be a few Kentucky players who's got to be they got to be getting close to that with the NIL deals. Yes. Is you there You never
1: even figured out what that stood for, right?
0: It's like National Intelligence you know, League or something like that. That's that's I
1: can't believe you just said that. You said National Intelligence It's, League? it's
0: something about like I know No, it's, it's something about like they earn money naming and rights something like that. Oh, naming and licensing Name, No, it's not licensing. Well, whatever. It's, it yeah. it stands for something. Yeah. Maybe one of our listeners
1: can let us know.
0: Yeah. Right? One of the ten. But
1: one of the one of the Thousands and thousands of listeners. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty uh, low salary for this guy. Um, there's probably guys on Kentucky that are making more than that, right? Yep. A couple guys are probably going to be lottery picks.
0: But they got donked out first round. Dunsky. Yep. I hope this team goes all the way. It's not going to happen. I'm not a big fan of Kentucky at all. No. I don't like Me them. Neither. They're always good. Not a big fan of Duke. No. And not a big fan at all of Gonzaga.
1: No, I'll They're, be honest with you. I'm not a fan of North Carolina, Miami, or Michigan.
0: Of all the lower seeds, St. Peter's is obviously the one you'd root for. Yeah, but it's gonna be hard. It hasn't happened before where 15C made the Elite Eight. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's only a third time in history where they made the sweet sixteen.
1: Oh, look at that. You just pulled that, didn't you? No. I, I love the smile on your I face. I already knew that. You Stop. throw a fact out there? You throw one fact out, and you get this big old smile on your face.
0: Stop. Well, at least I don't have to write it all down. I don't have to write it all down to remember. I I don't know. It helps me.
1: (laughs) It helps me to remember, right? But anyways, the the tournament starts back up Thursday. Four games on Thursday. Four games on Friday. I mean, it's just the best. We love it. Can't wait. Can't wait for Thursday. Be front and center. Definitely going to watch
0: as much as we can.
1: That, yes.
0: Ooh, I just you have
1: you have this thing called. School.
0: I really do not care. <laughs> I hope you're supposed to keep that on the inside. Whoops. And I that. I just hope Arizona goes out in the first round or the third round. I guess. <laughs> why would that be, Dylan? Why? Oh, well, because one out. <laughs> why would you say that? Because you picked Arizona I mean, to win the championship. What? But Because if I if more... I don't win, you can't win. I know, That's but just don't not you understand?
1: Fair. The more money I earn and get. It's only gonna be more money left for you one day, or for sports gambling. <laughs> well, that's true too. Is this is this where we're
0: gonna get ugly? Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. But yeah, he I picked Arizona. Um, I picked Auburn, and they lost to uh, yeah, a see? school named Miami. <laughs> that's pretty stupid. They were a ten seed. By the way, and they lost by like 15 points.
1: You were the only one to pick Auburn, too. You yeah, so had... if
0: Auburn were to have won at all, I would have won like $800. Yeah, probably not that much.
1: Yes. So now I've done the math. So now, just because your team didn't win, now you wish bad things upon the team I chose. Yes. That's messed up. Yes. You're supposed to love. Love no, thy father. That's. Love um, thy mother.
0: Love thy father. Unfortunate. No?
1: <laughs> it doesn't work that They're way. There's
0: saying, as long as Duke or Gonzaga doesn't win at all, I'll be fine. Oh, Duke. Could you imagine Coach K winning it all?
1: Everyone's going to be like, oh, Coach oh, K us. Coach K, the greatest thing ever. Ugh. Oh, he's so great. Ugh. He is great. Yeah, but, uh But, gosh, just, just lose already. Yes. Sorry to your Duke fans, but no, just not no, a No,
0: not sorry. Well, we We're may. not sorry. We, you know, once we go worldwide. We are, no. We are worldwide. No, listen. I will never be sorry towards a Duke fan or a Philadelphia sports fan. Never, ever, ever. Duke fans. so funny. Most Duke fans aren't even real Duke fans. Let's be honest here. You know how many oh, people I know who are Duke fans feel. who are from like. Tell us how you feel. Not from North Carolina. Sounds it's like it gets you upset. Way too many. Way too many. Way too many. It's probably ninety-nine percent of Duke fans are not from North Carolina. I bet there's a stat on that somewhere.
1: Look it up. Google it. What you didn't do your research. I bet there's Why a stat. Didn't do your I research? bet there's a
0: stat on that.
1: Should have done your research. But there's a stat. <laughs> Anyways, should be fun. Um, definitely looking forward to it. And go Saint Peter's, right? Yep. Um, you go know Peacocks. The Peacocks. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that name, but I just like Doug just, with the mustache. Yep. Cause I, he looks cool. And he's good. And he shoots threes. He's yep. just like a five foot eleven. So, like, no, he's gotta be tall. He's not he's that taller. tall. He's like six he's like four. A pasty white, white, five foot eleven. White. He penis. has 3s <laughs> threes. Got to be taller than five <laughs> eleven. And he's just studly. I like him. He's my favorite player. Yep. Doug the Doug the guy with the mustache. Doug, <laughs> right? So you know, um, go St. Peters. Go Peacocks, right? Cox um, for short. <laughs> oh. <laughs> were you waiting the whole show to say that? Yeah. Were you a little bit? You, you were waiting to throw that out there. Yeah. That's a zinger. That's a pretty good zinger. Yep. Cox for short. Yep. wonder if they go around and they're like, hey, we're the cocks. <laughs> no, no. Probably not. Nope. Well, uh, um, uh, South Carolina's the game cocks. Sometimes they call themselves. What cocks. is a
0: game cock? I don't know. It's a, I don't know. It's some bird. Is it a cock that One has time game? I was watching a South Carolina game, and every That's five seconds funny. they played the most annoying sound ever
1: it was like i think it's like a like a rooster a chicken yeah, or like something.
0: screaming it's so annoying well, that's what chickens do no man. wonder
1: why their teams suck <laughs> <laughs> speaking of suck <laughs> we cannot get into the wow
0: what a great segue <laughs> nice segue right what a great segue let's get
1: into another dc sports team yeah and this one would be the who the i
0: don't know they're all pretty bad
1: well which one are, which one are we on to next
0: uh the Wizards. The Wizards. Washington they lost Wizards. To, it's bad. They it's... lost to the worst team in Basketball listen, last night. Listen. I I knew after a 10 and 3 start we were not gonna win like 50 games. I kind of knew that from the back of my head. Uh, I bleep, knew that. Bleep, I knew that. I know it. I didn't show up, but bleep. I knew it. Did I expect it to get this bad? No. You were saying they were gonna win the NBA championship. As a joke. Oh, now it was a joke. It's I've I I've always been joking. I knew they were never gonna win you the championship. Had. You've always been but I knew after that ten and three start that we were not gonna finish the season with like fifty. But nobody times. thought they would they would go but from listen,
1: ten and three to thirty and forty one.
0: Listen, for us to be eleven games under five hundred is embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Yeah.
1: And they lost to Houston
0: last night. The worst, worst one of the worst teams I The, in the NBA. worst, I think. Are they? I think.
1: But they lost by almost twenty. It's embarrassing. I actually watched the game. Um it was quite embarrassing. The, you know, they started off good. They're up by like 25 early in that game. They just fell apart. Houston was draining threes late in the game. The bottom line is that the the Wizards are not N.O.T., not going to the playoffs. Yeah. All right. It's over. It's unfortunate. Um, they are, f- what, five games behind Atlanta yes. to be a play-in team, which five is horrific. Half, I think. Something like that. But it's bad. Bad. So... It's funny because I ran across this website. It just makes me laugh. It's actually called tankathon.com. Hold
0: on. How did you find this website? I just Googled it. And when when did you Google it?
1: Like before the show because I was doing a little research.
0: Okay. Just make sure you're not I, doing it during work. No, negative. I work. I get two
1: 15-minute breaks. Okay. Right? All Otherwise, right. I'm just working. Okay. Giving my, giving my all every yep. day. Just making so sure. So there, there's a website actually there's a website called tankathon.com, and it actually gives the odds. I know we're getting down in the weeds right now, but the reality is the teams that don't make the playoffs get into a lottery for the top pick in next year's draft. And the problem with the Wizards is they're never quite bad enough to get a top pick, they always end up like nine. This is or one of their worst years that they've had in a while. <clears throat> yeah, they're pretty bad. So right now, they have the 10th worst record, and they have a shot of getting in the top four picks of 11.7%. Yep. But if they can get to number nine, it jumps to 20.3% to be in the top four. So that's a pretty wow. big jump up, right? Yep. I mean, I hate the idea of tanking. I hate the idea of losing. But if they're going to lose, at least that can be like a yeah, like a silver lining at well, the end.
0: I do kind of like the idea of the lottery because it kind of... You know. It just gives your team a shot to get one of the yeah. top picks. But it at
1: least gives them a shot to get in the top four. And it gives them a slightly better shot at the top shot at the top pick. But, you know, I don't
0: know. And I mean, it
1: just sucks. It's depressing.
0: And of course when uh when we have the year to get like the chance to get one of the better picks, there's not really that one guy coming out of college who's gonna be a stud like all these other years. Right, like well, lot, I don't even a lot know. of other years. There's like there was like Zion, he was like the most overhyped player of all time. Like they have all these other years where all these stud players are coming right. out of college. This year, you don't really know. I mean, there's I don't really know. There's right homegrown out of Gonzaga. I've done really like.
1: Well, he's he's gonna be
0: good at the
1: next level. let
0: will see if we can pick him up. Okay. You best believe I'm getting. Imagine a having
1: grand. that guy and Porzingis together Two... Seven Plus having like beers.
0: Avdia and Hachimur and Kuzma, that would be Baszile. really tall. That'd be Baszile. That'd be, hold up, right? If, but yeah, he would it's play center. center, right?
1: I mean, I'm sure he's gonna come out. Ho, ho, ho. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Can you imagine ho, having ho, them just they, they got very similar bodies too. They're both like tall and skinny. Porzingis yeah. is bigger. That other guy's like a toothpick, but yeah. I mean that—that that would be. Something else. But we're only projecting into the future, really. At this point, they don't have many games left. What, 10 or 11 games left? They're just going to ride it out and see what happens. Um, But the Wizards, you know, just not a good season. Another bad season. And, you know, sucks. It's not a lot of fun. No. You know, but, hey, another segue into
0: the exciting part. Yep. So we mentioned... of the podcast. If, this this the exciting part. If y'all have been listening the fast, past uh, few episodes, um, we said we were going to have a special guest coming. And last episode, we said it had to do with the Washington Wizards. And since we're talking about the Wizards right now, our special guest is Justin... Hey. Uh, oh. Special guest is... Justin Kutcher. And who is Justin Kutcher? He's... Uh, TV broadcaster for the Washington Wizards.
1: He only does the play-by-play for the Washington Wizards. And we got him on the podcast. He somehow agreed to do our podcast. Yep.
0: And at this time, right, we're going to play our interview with him. Yep. So hope you all enjoy, and we're going to give a little feedback after the interview.
1: All right, so we'll go ahead and get started then.
0: So we just want to get started and say uh, thank you for joining in, of course, and it's really cool. You're our first uh, guest on the show, so um, we really appreciate it. And, yeah, and I guess we'll start off because uh, a few days ago we were watching the Wizards game and we noticed that you were at the Maryland uh, basketball stadium and you shot a half-court shot. And we have to ask you, uh, you know, how how many shots did that take for you to – And be honest. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right
2: I'll, I'll be honest uh it was my second attempt uh, really wow uh, yeah solid was, thank you so what happened was i was there uh doing a shoot with um damon evans who's the athletic director at the university of maryland and a special olympian justin hunsinger uh damon and justin have a really close relationship and so we were shooting hoops all that morning talking this and that and damon said all right time for uh for a half court shot and he said we each get two and so it went Justin, Damon, myself, we all missed the first and I was the last one to go. And uh, and I made it, we had a fun celebration. And I said, I felt like I was getting my college education paid for, which I think my parents would have liked, but uh, I'm a bit <laughs> right. too old for that right now. Um, but no, it was really cool. And it was all done to try to help out the Special Olympics. And uh, we're trying to raise money. I'm doing a polar plunge for them. Actually, uh, I guess a week from today, um on the 26th of March I think today's Saturday and uh yeah so next Saturday and we're trying to raise money so if you want go to plungemd.com search NBC you can join it and uh hopefully we'll have footage of me jumping into some really cold water and uh,
1: (laughs) it's definitely (laughs) cold this time of year that's for sure yeah it it might be even more enjoyable than seeing me sink the half-court shot yeah that's awesome so is the polar plunge is that tied in To the Special Olympics?
2: Yeah. So it's all part of the Special Olympics. It's part of their fundraising um, to to help support the athletes, help get more kids involved and more people involved. Uh, I was approached by it probably back in November. And I said, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure you guys can figure out. I love sports. Uh, They're my life. I love the the basketball hoop you got behind you. I had one of those growing up. I played on it all the time. Um, So I know what sports have done for me in my life. And to see what sports can do for people in the Special Olympics, it, it means even more. And to see their independence and how they come together, it's really, it's, it's amazing, honestly. And and it, it's impossible not to smile when you see what they do on the floor. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and that's that's really cool. You know, to definitely bring a different view on sports. Uh, people and it's not just that the, may not you know, have opportunities it's right it's not just about the money and lebron james and yeah. <laughs> all those guys you know and that's that's cool of you um, thank you so you mentioned that it was that uh you went to maryland or to do the half court shot to um maryland um and you also we noticed we looked you up and we we noticed so you we did, had to look you up a little bit yeah do a little research and right. that you've done lot of other sports and that your career has been really great so far in that um you've done college basketball all these other sports college football espn yeah, right Fox, which is pretty cool yeah, and you worked with the falcons in their preseason i want to ask you what what games were the most memorable for you and can you speak a little bit on that
2: yeah um so dylan how old are you
0: i'm 16.
2: okay so when i was your age and even younger um, growing up, I grew up in Connecticut and so outside of New York city. So I grew up a New York sports fan, but a Yukon basketball fan. And so every March, my school spring break would coincide with a big East tournament and I would have a half day at school. And then I would head home and I would put the big East tournament on TV in my room. I, I close my shades. So I, there was no glare. And I would shoot hoops like you have a hoop right there. I'd shoot hoops while watching the games. And so I re- remember UConn playing in the Big East tournament year after year. Well, uh, the year that Kemble Walker led UConn to the national championship, I got to call the Big East tournament for ESPN 3D. And he hit the famous step back jumper against Pitt to win the game. And that was the second round game in that tournament. And... I can remember my call was Kemba, step back for the win. And when he hit it, the entire Madison Square Garden went crazy. And I just laid out and didn't say a word because the crowd did everything I needed it to do. And afterwards, I can remember vividly just taking my headset off and looking out at Madison Square Garden and thinking, oh, my God, I remember... Watching this as a kid growing up, and now I'm here calling a UConn basketball game winner in the Big East tournament, and that was one of those goosebump type moments. It's gotta uh, be, yeah. It was, it was so cool. Um, you know, it, it. For me, it was like, wow, I'm I'm really doing this for my job, and and it was really special. So and you grew up a fan, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that I mean, I'll tell you the funny thing about, you know, UConn basketball is my first real TV job was with what's now CBS Sports Network. And it was CSTV. And so it was a cable channel that I mean it wasn't in a ton of homes, but it was it was national. And I was at lunch one day with my mom and we ran into a family friend and they said, oh, you know, Justin, what are you doing? And before I could answer, my mom says, oh, he's trying to be a sports broadcaster. No. And I was like, huh? <laughs> and I, I, I kind of let it go and the, the friend left and I go, hey mom, um, I am a sports broadcaster. <laughs> and she said, I know, Just, I know. I was like, no, mom, really, like I, I, I'm a sports broadcaster. I know, Just, it's okay. The next year, I called my first UConn basketball game. It was a regular season game against USF. And so in Connecticut, everybody's watching it. And all of a sudden, everyone's calling my parents. Oh, my God, I see Justin on TV. Oh, my gosh, Justin's doing the game, this and that. After that, what's Justin doing? Oh, he's a sports broadcaster. I'm like, oh, it took me to call a UConn basketball game to make it. That's so funny. <laughs> so um, so those, those are moments. Uh, my first... Major League Baseball game on Fox, um, it was the Cardinals against the Giants, a rematch of the previous year's NLCS, and I, I, I've been lucky enough that um, I got to do stats with Joe Buck for six years, and Joe is my mentor, uh, and, and Joe said to me when I graduated from college, uh, I, he listened to my tape, and he said, stay with it, like, you, you're good, stay with it, we need more good play-by-play guys. And when I got my first job out of college, my dad said, how long do you give yourself to do this? And I said, 10 years. He goes, 10 years, 10 years making 500 bucks a month? And I said, dad, I'll make more than 500 a month, but it could still be pretty tough. Um, Well, it was almost 10 years exactly when Joe listened to my tape to when I got to do my first major league baseball game. And when I was doing the game with Eric Karos, he and Tim McCarver were calling the Yankees and Tigers game simultaneously. So it was just, um, it was a dream come true. It's, you know, I still look up to Joe. I know we're colleagues, but he'll always be my mentor and one of the greatest people I've met. I'm forever grateful for that. But but those are those are moments that, that always stick out to me.
1: Yeah, you took it to the limit. You took it to the full 10 years, yeah. right? <laughs> That's funny. So you grinded for a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah, Um, My
2: my first job. um, Look, I think part of this, this journey is, is the grinds, you know, and you don't see it as much in basketball because you get drafted after college and go to the NBA, but you see it much more in baseball, um, where guys go to the minor leagues and they have to pay their dues and they, that's, that's their training. And then they get called up to the big leagues. So for me, my first job at a college, I did the uh, Cape Cod league and then I went to Portland, Oregon, Triple A baseball. I was the number three guy. I got paid five hundred bucks a month. My rent my rent was four sixty five. I lost fifteen pounds in six weeks, not even trying, and I worked fifty two straight days and I loved it. Um, I thought it was amazing. And then I went to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I got paid two thousand dollars a month. And I thought, man, I'm rich. Uh, and then I went to Erie, Pennsylvania, and got a slight raise. And I said, all right, I'm moving up. Um, so I never ever looked at, you know, can I make it with the money? I always looked at it as each opportunity, I'm gonna make the most of it and try to keep on improving and keep on moving up. And hopefully eventually it will all pay off. And, you know, I still feel like I'm climbing. I don't feel like I've made it, Uh, but the good thing is I'm not losing, you know, 15 pounds in six weeks anymore.
0: Right,
1: yeah, you gotta keep the hunger. That's for sure, right? Well now that you know now that you're calling the Wizards games, right? So we gotta talk a little Wizards B-ball. I don't wanna I don't wanna bring the the uh the the this to a screeching halt or anything because <laughs> they haven't been playing so well lately. I mean they're three and seven in their last ten. Seems like they're giving up a lot of points. They did get the W last night against LeBron. Um, to me, it just seems like they're 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 just giving up way too many points. And it's frustrating to watch. They had such a great beginning to the season. And I'm just wondering, you know, what your thoughts are moving forward. You know, I mean, what are they, five games out yeah. from the playoff playoffs? So that's probably a stretch at this point. You know, it seems like a lot of the guys are signed for next season. Like, what are your thoughts about the Wizards and kind of finishing up the season and then into the future?
2: Yeah, I think everybody is, is kind of frustrated with – how things have turned out after the 10 and three start, there was so much hope and excitement around that. Um, You know, I think what happened honestly was in that 10 and three start, we saw this team playing unselfish basketball and they were playing good defense. They had each other's back. And then all of a sudden, I think some of the guys began reading the press clippings and ego got in the way. And so as opposed to playing team basketball, you were playing, you know, selfish basketball. And guys began pointing fingers defensively, you weren't in sync and it's led to some bad basketball. I mean, that's the truth is they snapped a six game losing streak last night without Kyle Kuzma, who's been their best player, maybe all year. And they did it despite being down 16 points early. What they showed last night was what they showed early on in the season. They showed fight and they came back from that. They played team basketball. Uh, Daniel Gafford kind of started it off the bench. Then Porzingis finished it in the fourth quarter. It was great to see. I mean, they outscored the Lakers 34, 20, and let's be honest, Westbrook had a great game for the Lakers, really efficient. LeBron had a great game. Carmelo had a great game. And so even though those three superstars had great games, the wizards won. And I loved what I saw from that, from that team last night, from that unit, Uh, as far as, you know, the play in tournament is concerned. I don't even think about that right now. I just think about taking care of each and every game you play. Just worry about yourselves. Don't worry about anybody else. Um, What I'd like to see is, is the defensive intensity. I want to see that pride. I want to see guys finish the season strong and whether they make the play in tournament or not carry some positive momentum into the off season. So, Denny Abdia last night had 17 points. I'd like to see Rui Hachimura get some more minutes. Uh, see what you can do with Porzingis. Do you want him at the five all the time? Do you want him to play some of the four? See what you can do. Tinker with some lineups to see what you have. This way you can figure out exactly what you need to address in the offseason.
1: Right. Because a lot of the guys are signed for next season. You know, they don't. Yeah. Uh, their, their, their main option is two things. It's going to be either making some trades to bring different pieces in. And then the really the big question, the big elephant in the room, is Beal. You know, Mm -hmm. are they going to sign him to a long term deal? I think I read somewhere it's like two hundred four. It's crazy money, but it's like two hundred forty two million over five years is what he's lined up to cash in on if he you know stays with the Wizards. What are your thoughts on that? You think? I mean, obviously, do you think they should bring him back, or is he worth a max contract? Or what are your thoughts on that?
2: It's really tough to say. Um, I love Beal. I love watching him. He's an incredible talent. What I will say is a super max contract, mm-hmm. you have to be very, very careful about who gets them. Mm-hmm. And in my time, I would say at any given point in an NBA year, there are only about five to seven players who are truly worthy of a super max deal. And you could probably name them off the top of your head who they are. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know if I would commit a supermax contract to Brad. And that's just that's just me being honest. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. My gut, my gut is that I think it's going to be a sign and trade. I really do. Um, you know, and and I just think for all parties involved, um it's something that that I think might benefit everyone. And it won't be easy to see him go uh, if he does, in fact, go. But I just think sometimes a fresh start helps. Uh, I think it could help him a lot. And I think it could potentially help the team, depending on what what happens with that sign-in trade. Right. But you're right. It's the elephant in the room. Uh, and... I put a lot of faith in Tommy Shepard. You know, you look at all the trades that he's made, really, they've all been beneficial. And I think what he would try to do if, if he does do a sign and trade with Beal is he'll want to make sure that Beal gets to a destination where he wants to go to.
1: Right, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, and I, you would agree with this, Dylan, with Beal. They've kind of been spinning their wheels with him anyways, right? It's not like they've been an upper echelon team with him. But it'd be hard because he's such a fan favorite. You always right. want that guy that's going to stay. I right. absolutely love Beal. You have his jersey. I mean, yeah. he's the guy, right? Yeah. But, you know, like you say, you don't commit that kind of money. Those kind of resources is tough.
0: Yeah.
2: It's, it's really hard, right? Dylan, I'm going to put myself in your shoes right now. I, I've had players growing up who are my favorite players, right? And I want to watch them on my favorite team. And what you learn is – As you're in this more and more, you have to take the emotion out of it and kind of separate yourself and figure out what is the best thing. And I look at a couple of scenarios. Um, I'm a huge baseball guy. The Red Sox traded Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts might be the best right fielder since Roberto Clemente, but they traded him. And if you can trade Mookie Betts, then you then other teams can trade other people uh, the nats got rid of Bryce Harper they offered him a nice deal but they got rid of him trade and turner. what happened the year after they won the world series that's right right they just traded Trey turner um they're going to try to sign Juan Soto that's where they're going to put you know those eggs in that basket but you just sometimes have to separate yourself and figure out how can we make the greatest impact for this team and take those resources that we might allocate for one player and allocate them for a few to plug multiple holes and make the sum of the parts greater than the individual parts. And um, you know, I, I, it's just, it's one of those things I've been going back and forth. I've had a lot of conversations with friends and family about what could happen, what might happen. It's all purely speculation on my part. But sometimes I I oftentimes say I trust my gut and I don't know. I just, I just feel like it could happen.
0: I agree. A lot lot of times, especially at DC sports, it doesn't always uh, go the way we want it to go. So that's (laughs) Um, right. That's right. Sadly. Yeah. Right. We always have to trust our guts, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when the bullets won but that was what over 40 years ago. So yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: it's been a long time, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you're
1: probably right in today's sports world. Not many players play their whole career with one team. Anyways, Ovechkin, he's one example, but there aren't many that are, that are that way Zimmerman.
0: Yeah. That's why I like Beal so much is because a lot of these guys, they leave and they go to the best team in the league and then they get a ring. Beal, he stays with the wizards who obviously have not been the best team in the league and for all of his career so far. And I I love him because of that. And it's really great.
2: Yeah, I, and honestly, Brad is one of my two favorite athletes to ever interview um,
0: because he always
2: gives an honest, well-thought-out answer. He doesn't give you the token response. And I can remember one game last year, we asked a, a tough question, and he answered it honestly. And I thanked him on the air for that. And he's like, of course. And I was like, "No, it's it's not. Of course, most guys don't do that, and and that's really special that he does that." So um, I, I've I've truly enjoyed getting to know him. I mean, I called him and I called his game in high school when I was at ESPN, and wow. to call his games now, uh, it's weird how how life works out.
1: Yeah, so you always hear about Bill. He seems like a good a good dude, a good egg. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Same with like McLaurin. They say the same thing about Terry McLaurin with the, with the commanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he's, that he's <laughs> a good egg
0: too. So, yeah. And, um, do you have
1: anything else to add? Yeah. Well, just the, the special Olympics. Yeah. Right? Now, where does that take place? That, that plunge at that you're doing?
2: Yeah. That's going to be at Sandy's, uh, Spring Point, um, in Maryland. Uh, going to, going to run in there. We've got a team from NBC Four. um, uh, telemundo 44 myself and um we're gonna go take the plunge those um, run in and run out oh yeah i'm not swimming i could tell you that much <laughs> no, um, swimming around, right no i'm not i i'm not a big fan of uh i'm not a big fan of of swimming in Is open even, water no right. even swimming in open water like ocean ponds lakes no you give me a pool i love it
0: for um, money. yeah
2: <laughs> yeah but uh but I. You know, this is like I said, it's for a good cause, and you know, anytime that I can help out in that regard, I'm all for it. I have no shame. Um, you know, I had I had Justin dump a, a cold bucket of water over me when I went to Maryland to try to practice. Uh, I know I'm going to be in shock when it happens, but um, hopefully, we reach our goal and uh, and help out the Special Olympics.
1: Excellent. And what was the the website again?
2: Uh, yeah, you go to um, Plunge MD. so plungemaryland.com. You can search NBC. You can join our team. You can donate. Uh, you can come plunge. You can come watch. You can make fun of me. Whatever you want to do. Want to go fun plunge,
0: Dylan?
1: I don't oh, I have I might <laughs> enjoy watching you plunge. I'm not sure I want
0: to plunge or not. I don't
1: know. Yeah. That's so, funny.
0: So there's one thing uh, that we want to end on that I just came up in my head. Drew Gooden, yeah. he's, he's a lot taller than you, right? And you work with him. How on TV- Is he taller?
2: I've never noticed
0: that. <laughs> just a couple inches taller. Huh. Yeah. So <laughs> I've, I've always wondered, how on TV do they make you all look the same height?
2: <laughs> it's the optics. Well, um, I
0: Is don't think we angle? look the same
2: height. I don't think we look the same height. I could promise you that. Um. So we do a couple of things. One, and I'll tell you some stories about this, but I do stand on a little, you know. Actually, it's a the, the lid of a garbage can, um, and Drew will sometimes lean back on a chair. But um, look, he's six ten. I'm five eight. It's
1: it's you know it's
2: not exactly easy. there's uh, so much
1: you're going to be able to do, right? Yeah, <laughs>
2: and and I can remember when I was doing the NFL at Fox, my. My first real like, partner was David Deal, who was about six, seven, 300 plus pounds at the time. I just retired from playing offensive line for the New York Giants. And I'm doing the game on TV and, and I get texts like, oh, my gosh, I'm watching you on TV. You uh, might want to stand on a box. And I'm like, I am. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> you're like, wah, wah, wah. It,
2: it, you know, it, it just doesn't matter. I mean, there's only so much I can do. And and then I went and called golf and I was like, oh, yeah, these people are like normal size. Um, this is this is who I should be around. Um, so I, I appreciate you saying we look almost the same height. I never, ever thought that was the case. And I've had people take pictures of us standing up during the national anthem. And it's comical. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I can't change it. I wish I was taller. If I was taller, maybe I would have, would have been playing. Those half-court shots may have been worth something. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm making the most of it.
1: That's awesome. So, like Dylan kind of said at the beginning, we started doing this podcast just a couple months ago. And honestly, I really just did it to have fun for the most part. You know, we both love D.C. sports a lot. And, you know, we've had a lot of fun with it, right? It's yeah. been, been cool to do. And, you know, thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday to, to chat with us for a bit. We truly appreciate it. I know, like with Dylan, I know he's interested in, like, something sports-related, possibly for a career as he gets older. And just in closing, I'd love to know if there's any, like, words of encouragement or advice Um, that you can give to him or just to anyone that might be interested? I know you touched on it before. Uh, I know you grinded a little bit, but just like anything that might help him that might give him the little extra spark you might need.
2: Well, uh, first things first, I would say, I think it's really cool that you guys are doing this podcast together Um, because, you know, Dylan, you're 16 years old and, you know, cherish those opportunities with your dad. I I talk sports uh, every day with my dad. When I finish a Wizards game, the first call is to my parents and we talk about the game. My love for sports came from spending time with my dad, talking baseball, talking basketball, talking football, uh, you know, playing catch in the backyard. And here we are today, you know, before caller ID happened, as soon as a big play happened in a sport, I'd call him or he'd call me and we wouldn't have to ask, hey, who is it? we went right into the conversation. We knew it was, you know, the other person on the line. And my mom is now the same way. My mom watches every game. She's a huge fan and I love it. So cherish this opportunity. It's the beginning of a long, long uh, history with your dad that, that you'll love. And I know your dad will love it too. Um, as far as the career is concerned, if it's sports or whatever it is, I try to tell everybody to find what they're passionate about for me it was always sports i was playing sports baseball basketball soccer skiing like you name it i was playing a sport every season and when i knew i wasn't going to go pro i tried to think about what could i do that would keep me involved in sports and i came upon sports broadcasting i wouldn't recommend it to everybody because there is the grind and a lot of people Unless you're truly passionate about it, uh, they get jaded very quickly. You're not making a lot of money. You're working every night, every weekend, every holiday, while your friends are graduating from college, and they're making money, and they have time off, and they're going partying, this and that. You're not doing that. But at the same time, you're getting to watch a game for your job, and they're sitting on a computer for their job. So I look at like, hey, I'm winning um and so if you find what you're passionate about go after it don't ever say no someone asks you to do something you do it and you do it to the best of your ability and you don't ask people for favors you just work as hard as you can and they'll see that and they'll ask you hey what can I do to help you and that's what you ultimately want. And that's how you build those relationships and that trust so that when there is a time where you need help to try to get a job or help get your foot in the door, that's when you know you say, you know what? Can, can you help me with this? And they're going to be like, absolutely. Your work ethic is awesome. I think your work is great. You're someone I want to try to help. And that's that's the biggest thing is find whatever it is you're passionate about go after it don't ever say no and when you get there make the most of your opportunity i always say to people a lot of this a lot of this job is luck luck and timing you know but when someone gives you the chance to call a game and it's the chance that you've wanted you better take advantage of it because you might not get that chance again so if you have that job that you're passionate about, the best thing is it's never work. It never is. And your dad can probably speak to it. There are a lot of people out there that have jobs and they go to the job to pay their bills. I go to mine because I love it. And I'm lucky because it does pay
1: the bills. That's what I always try to say, You know, do something that you're passionate about. You know, that that holds true whether you want to be in sports or in any career that you choose. You know, make good contacts. And You said never, you know, never say no. So just pursue your dreams, right? That's Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. You have anything else for him, Big D?
0: Um, No, I think that's it. So you do have
1: the, you do have the DC. You had it on backwards. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) My head looks better when the hats are (laughs) backwards. Well, what do you say? Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for. uh, I mean, home. that's
1: I very it. cool of you. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Um, and thanks again. Go wizards. My
2: pleasure, guys. Go we'll wizards. See you. Hopefully it. you're
1: watching tomorrow night. We play the Rockets 8 p.m. P.M. we're there. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Awesome. Have a great thanks, day. Guys. All right. Thank you. Too. you. All
0: right. How'd you guys like that? Um, I, it was great talking to him. He could not have been nicer. Could not have been nicer. He was great to talk to, very easy. I mean, it was Yeah, I mean it was g- awesome.
1: Yeah, the guy was a pro, right? I mean, he was super friendly. Um I mean, you know, he gave us 30 minutes of his time on a Sunday afternoon after Dylan. I mean, it's kind of cool. Dylan reached out to him and the guy was kind enough to come on the show. Yeah. Mad props. I am a lifelong Justin Kutcher fan at this point. Um, I love some of the advice he gave to Dylan. He seemed to genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. You know, and we're just like a dopey little dad and son podcast that we are just doing for fun. Yeah. And this guy who's on TV, he does the Wizards games for, yeah. you know, the, the local uh, network here. Done all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And he came on our show and gave us 30 minutes of his time. So... You know, just mad props to him. Um, He did mention uh, the Polar Plunge. Uh, It's plungemd.com if anyone's interested in donating. He's very uh, into and supportive of the Special Olympics. Uh, Just an all-around good dude. Uh, We were just super stoked um, to, you know, to get a chance to talk to someone like that. And just very appreciative and thankful for it. Yeah. the one thing that really, another thing that stood out when he actually talked about the Wizards was Beal, yeah, and that he thinks ultimately two things that maybe Beal's not worth a max contract, yeah, and then if they do sign him to a max contract, that he yeah. he predicts they'll sign and trade him, yep. So that's just some food for thought. That he was is kinda, a
0: professional, so yeah,
1: that was kind of cool that he that he brought that up, yeah. Um, but you know, a little food for thought with it, so. You know, thanks again. Can't say enough nice things about the guy. Um, you know, he's the first of hopefully many uh,
0: uh, guests. Yep, uh, guests that we'll have on the show, right? Yeah. I and mean, that's the hope. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. We got LeBron James lined up. Tom LeBron. Brady, Ron
1: we got, Soto.
0: Well, you're, you're giving, you're, you're letting the cat out of the bag. We gotta let it.
1: You know. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just went to to the big three. Yeah, that's funny. But thanks again. Uh, Justin, appreciate it Yep um, And um, You know Again, can't thank you enough um, We got just a few more things to touch on And then we'll wrap the episode up Alright um, Nats, real quick What are they doing this summer?
0: Playing baseball I'm kidding, I'm kidding You're killing
1: me, kid They're retiring You're killing uh, me, number That's right Retire number 11 That's Ryan big Zimler. news Yep <clears throat> That was just announced today uh, June 18th.
0: Well, why is it June 18th?
1: Well, you know, I heard this on the radio earlier. Apparently, that was the first day he hit a walk-off home run. Yeah. June 18th, like 2006, I think. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, um, I think he's had like 10 of them, which is pretty incredible. I saw one. You know, he's just Mr. National. I think it's cool. I'm glad they're doing it. Um, hopefully, it's a big spe- celebration for him and, um, you know, <sighs> yep. Thanks, thanks, uh, Ryan, Zimmerman, for um, you know being a great representative of the Nats. Yeah. You know, um, think we'll uh, what else do we have to cover? Dude? Listen, he fought,
0: he fought through the thick and thins of the team, and he uh, yes. finished the his career with the World Series ring. Yes, he, was, he saw yeah. all
1: the lows and all the highs. Yep. You know, retiring their number. We've talked about it before. You know. Is he statue worthy? Possibly, but a good start is to retire his number, and I think every
0: Nats fan would appreciate that
1: and is grateful for him.
0: Yeah, you know, Um, it does kind of suck that he had to end on that last season there, where he just ruined so good.
1: Yeah, it would have been nice for him to play one more year.
0: But what are you gonna
1: do? Yeah, you know, he's ready to he's ready to tap out. So, you know mad props i mean i don't know how else to say it other than uh glad they're doing it and uh it should be fun to watch for all nats fans i'm sure yeah. they'll make it nice and memorable for them you know um you know i don't know do we want to talk about the the commanders at all nah. are we or we don't want to end the show on a low. yeah <laughs> what, what is
0: wrong with you <laughs> We were just talking about all those great things. <laughs> I know. The Special Olympics, well, Dressing country. I know. You're right. And now you're like, oh, let's talk I about I think maybe the we should just wrap it.
1: Yeah. Right? I mean, just, we're just excited. You know, we're happy. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know this one went a little long. Yep. Um, and stay tuned. We yep. have some other guests in the works. We'll maybe. see. Maybe not LeBron James or Tom Brady.
0: Juan Soto. Maybe not. Or Juan Soto. But, you know, we got either guys. You never know. We got either guys. It wasn't
1: a bad start. Nope. So, Definitely thanks not.
0: again, guys. Yep. You want to take us out? I don't know. Well, you just put me on the ball. I don't know what to say. So thanks, thanks for listening. Wait, I put you on the ball. I yeah. said you want to take us out you want to wrap the show up. Okay, well, it's over right there. Thanks okay. for make sure you share it with your friends. Um, I put didn't on, even use E-Dub once. Put on the post notifications and you can also rate the show on spotify i'm not sure if you can do that on other we're on spotify and google right now i'm not sure if you can do it on google but you can do it on spotify so click click those five stars spread the word yep right yep
1: all right thanks everyone Uh appreciate your time peace out